Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here with Dr. Stillman in Lardo, Florida. Nice, sticky, and muggy. Morning, everyone. <clears throat> so we have some really cool stuff coming coming up. Uh, in in the description, you will find a link to Dr. Stillman's HTMA information for his course that you can log into and opt into his uh, his hair tissue analysis course, where he's going to teach you basically how to do hair tissue analysis, whether you're a practitioner or a coach or a lay person. He's gonna actually teach you how to do these, uh, this test and, and how to use it on yourself, which is very valuable. I think that's something that a lot of people really want and, and need, honestly. Absolutely, yeah. We had a lot of interest in the course already. Yep. And you know, if you're a practitioner, this is a no brainer because we're gonna really walk you through a lot of this and you're gonna have time with Clark and I who are we're running the program together. You're gonna have time with us to ask us questions and learn more about the specifics of how we do it. Yeah. So okay. you need to, you can, you can actually, there's a YouTube video. If you go into the live playlist, you can, you can set a reminder for that, but you can also opt into the funnel and that way you'll get uh, multiple reminders to that. That's right. Um, you can also find out how we can help you in our link trees. You can also go to stillmanwellness.com and figure out how we can help you on that note, uh, Dr. Stillman. So, we have seen the calcium, you know, we have seen, um, and I'm, I'm haven't talked much this morning, so I'm getting myself. Warm. All right, man. Calcium is a really big issue. Right. So we've been brain, we've been hit over the head with this hammer, right? Like milk does a body good, you sure. know, calcium fortified calcium free bones. Yeah. I mean, every calcium's added to everything, you know, everyone's taking calcium, you know, you've got osteoporosis, you take calcium, which is, you know, we'll get into why that's, not necessarily the best option uh, later into this discussion. But let's talk a little bit about the history of calcium and why it's become this like, you know, massive um, thing that's just like they, if they hammered vitamin D, like they hammered calcium. Yeah, uh, the world would be a better place. The world would be a way better place. So the fact of the matter is that calcium uh, in nature is abundant in milk and it's abundant in many different foods, but mostly in milk and then to a certain extent, certain vegetables. And what this means, uh, practically speaking, is that the dairy industry had a very, very strong vested interest in increasing the recommendations for calcium. Now, calcium is very abundant in the body. You need a lot of calcium to be optimally healthy. You need it to run your muscles. You need it to build your bones. You need it for a long, long, long list of bodily functions. But uh, aside from uh, the fact that it's used in a lot of processes, there's a huge range in how much people get. Plus, unlike your other minerals, it's very strongly regulated in terms of how much is absorbed by the body. So if you look at what governs calcium absorption in the gut, it's actually vitamin D. And it will be further affected by things like parathyroid hormone and so on and so forth. And then where the calcium goes depends on other hormonal and, and nutritional uh, uh, factors, which I won't get into here. But the bottom line is you'll find healthy people eating very little calcium. <clears throat> and I may not say very little, but relatively little. And then you'll find healthy people on the other end of the spectrum eating huge quantities of calcium. So, you know, where should we, should we fall? The uh, other element of this conversation that's really important is that calcium 
when it's deposited in the wrong place in the body causes a lot of problems. So if you look at coronary artery plaques, if you look at uh, uh, aortic plaques, if you look at any kind of arterial plaque around the body, it's got a major, major component of calcium to it. Uh, in addition to that, you can get calcium-based kidney stones. Uh, calcium can play a role in the formation of things like gallstones. So all these things are, are important. All these things play a, a role. And what's important to understand about it is that it's very, very important to manage your calcium status, but it's not a matter of just getting enough calcium. It's a matter of getting the amount of calcium that you need in order to run your bodily processes. And vitamin D is so powerful in this regard that really, unless you're eating a, a frankly, overtly, severely vitamin D deficient diet, or sorry, calcium deficient diet, you're actually not going to develop calcium deficiency. And I think as the literature evolves on this, what we're seeing is that people are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not uh, uh, having problems with osteoporosis primarily because of a low calcium diet. It's primarily about vitamin D and not only vitamin D, but their sex steroid hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, all these play a critical role in bone health and in also controlling where minerals get deposited. So when you find people who have problems with kidney stones, who have problems with metabolic syndrome, who have any of these problems, what you'll find is that they have altered and abnormal hormone profiles very often. Sometimes that's a ratio that's flipped like estrogen to progesterone. Sometimes it's an absolute low like testosterone. Sometimes it's something like an imbalance between testosterone and estrogen. You know, I'm not going to get into how we deal with those, right? We help people with these in the, in the practice. If you're interested in becoming a patient, go to my link tree, click on the annual plan uh, form, fill out your information. We'll get in touch with you about how you can schedule a call. So the point is uh, calcium handling is governed by hormones one of which is vitamin D. And so you've got to make sure you're getting enough vitamin D. That number for a lot of you is three to 5,000 IU orally as a supplement. Uh, for those of you who are using UV light, you need to get an abundance of, of high ultraviolet light. Here in Florida, I just had my vitamin D levels done and my vitamin D level was only 47, which I was a little bit surprised by because I'm out in the sun a lot. You know, I think on Saturday I was paddleboarding for four hours and sure I was paddleboarding early in the morning when the UV index was low, but I was also out, you know, 10 to 11 when the UV index must've been seven, eight, nine. And so I, I would have made a ton of vitamin D during that, that period of time, because I'm not that dark skinned and fairly pale. So even though I live in Florida and get lots of sunlight, uh, and even though I have behind me a spurty vitamin D lamp, which is a, a D lamp that if you use about for about five minutes a day should supply all the vitamin D that you need. I was still only at 47. Now those numbers fluctuate a lot. That's why I check them quarterly in people. It's why I have annual plans where there's quarterly lab check-ins. I walk people through some of this stuff and the fundamentals of wellness so that they're you know, able to do this with their practitioner at home if that's if they can't become a patient at my practice. So anyway, that's how, we, um, how I look at those vitamin D levels and numbers. You'll be very surprised by who's actually low and who's not low. Many of you, even though you take a supplement, many of you, even though you get plenty of sunlight, you are actually low in vitamin D. And getting to the bottom of that is really important because that's the number one predictor or controller of how calcium is going to be handled around your body. Well, 
and when you say 47 low, you know, the average American is in the teens, you know, correct. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would say low for, for this, you know, quantum health space, but, uh, as far as low compared to the general population, it's yeah. not, not even my, my goal is to have it over 50. Yeah. So if you're watching, please like, please subscribe, hit the bell notification, help us out with the algorithm. Please send us um, someone who needs it. We get hammered by the algorithm because we speak the truth. Yes, we do. Um, so, you know, and that's why we talk about, I, I think there's a lot of people that are just like charging down these different paths and they're looking for magical things, mm -hmm. magical unicorns that will fix all their problems, right? right? And that's why we talk about like, you've got to get outside to get your vitamin D. You've got to eat a wide variety of things in your diet. So you get these different things. And, you know, when you get nutrients from food, very rarely do you end up with massive overloads of things unless, you know, it's something man-made or something like mercury that's not supposed to right. eat it. Right. Um, if you're eating really good food in 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 a variety of, of contexts, the right. body kind of figures this is all packaged in nature. And we really get into trouble when we start, you know, taking things that are fortified with vitamins, you know, chasing different outcomes like I've got osteopro. And, you know, one of the reasons why so many people have not only hormone dysregulation, but are having bone issues is, you know, one, not enough sunlight and two. We don't put any demand on the body at all. Like most people are chair athletes. So your body's like, okay, we're not, we're not using our muscles. We're not, we're not putting any force on the bones. There's no stress. Why do I need to carry around all this extra bone mass? Why do I need to carry around all this muscle, extra muscle mass? I don't need it. I'm not using it. So it's expensive. So why am I even going to bother? Right? So then the body just says, well, we're going to get rid of some of this stuff because we don't need it. Right? That's so, exactly right. Yeah. You know, our, you know, we, I hit people over the head with this constantly that our modern world is causing a lot of these problems and people are looking for like this one answer solution. It's not a one answer solution. It's a complete lifestyle solution. If you want to have good long-term results and you have to make some choices to design your life in a way that's going to put you back in touch with nature enough for you to be healthy and resilient. Yeah, and that's why, you know, you and I have over and over again uh, come down in what we do on coaching as the most important thing. It's not the prescriptions. It's not the lab tests. It's not the imaging. It's not the online courses you've taken. It's not the podcasts you listen to. It's not the peptides you take. It's not even the hormones that you're injecting or applying. Yes, those things are important. Yes, they play a role. No, we can't achieve really incredible, vibrant, optimal health uh, without some of those things. But if you are chasing those things rather than getting really solid instruction and coaching and information and insight into your specific context, you're really putting the cart before the horse. And we see over and over and over again that somebody's coming to us having listened to all the gurus and done all the things and tried all the biohacks and taken all the supplements and done all the stacks and done all the protocols. And we find one little thing that they missed that makes all the difference in the world. So uh, Monique asks, we'd love to know about copper. Monique, we are going to have a lot more information on copper. I actually have a meeting tonight uh, that you're invited to with my friend, Renita Brannon, on how copper peptides are one of the new breakthroughs in anti-aging medicine. I'm very excited to be uh, covering this with her at 9 o'clock. Uh, that's one of my most recent blog posts over on Substack. 
And co copper is really interesting in this story because most people know that calcium is important for your bones, but what they don't realize and they're not told is that copper and other trace elements are critical for bone health as well. And that when there's an imbalance in the quantities of these, people will run into serious problems. We actually see a lot of nutritional deficiencies in people who are chasing a calcium rich diet. And the reason is that while foods that are rich in calcium are rich in calcium, they're sometimes very low in other trace elements. So I want to actually show people, and if you're listening to this as a podcast or a recording, I'm going to share my screen and go over some chronometer data. If you don't know, I'm kind of obsessed with this app. Uh, chronometer allows me to look at different nutrient loads from foods, helps me guide people into the right diet for them, helps us quantify, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. And because chronometer has a graphical outlay and interface, I can actually see exactly what somebody's eating. And that is invaluable in coaching them into, you know, better dietary choices for them. So I added a couple are, I'm yeah. sorry. If you are watching this or listening to this on Spotify or Google or Apple, there is in the description, the title will be hyperlinked to the YouTube video if you actually want to watch it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then also, Monique, if you go to Dr. Stillman's uh, YouTube page, uh, Stillman MD, and you click on the lives, you can see that it's uh, the, the, the uh, thing he's doing tonight, the live at nine is there, and you can set a reminder so that you will be reminded when he goes live. Right. So in chronometer, you know, I just threw in a couple of the foods that I know are, are highest in calcium. You'll see that cheeses, milks, whether it's goat milk, you know, cow's milk, whatever, they're very high in calcium. You're getting hundreds of milligrams per, you know, cup serving or ounce serving in some cases. Next is the greens. So I put in turnip greens here coming in at 200 milligrams, but that's for two cups of turnip greens. That's a lot of turnip greens. Next is one that I think people really underestimate, which is molasses. Molasses has got 200 milligrams of calcium. And the other thing I like about molasses is it's loaded with magnesium. It's got 100 milligrams of magnesium in every serving. And the reason I like that is because what a lot of people don't know that I alluded to earlier is that where calcium goes largely depends on how abundant magnesium is in the body. So when magnesium is low, calcium tends to get deposited all over into bad places. And that's why you'll see very, very strongly associated a low magnesium state or magnesium deficiency with kidney stones, with heart disease, with strokes, with metabolic syndrome, with osteoporosis. You absolutely must get enough magnesium. And it's one of the things I most commonly find people low in in their dietary data. Simple hacks, simple solutions are there. I share these with people in the coaching programs. And that's part of how we get people to, you know, I'd say we lead, I lead with food. I'm always trying to lead people into the best diet for them. And then we supplement with nutritional supplements in order to make up the difference for what they may need otherwise. Uh, so then, you know, the other three foods that I included just for the sake of uh, uh, a counterexample here are lentils and then some lean red meat and then some, some lettuce. So there's very, very little calcium in lentils, very little calcium in roast beef, very little calcium in lettuce. Now, what I think is really interesting about this is if you look at the lettuce, it's 15 milligrams for, I think it's two cups. Let me double, triple check that because it's almost, almost seems unrealistic. I'm gonna make it two cups. There's only 30 milligrams or yeah, 30 milligrams or so of, of uh, calcium in romaine lettuce, two cups of romaine lettuce. Compare that to the 200 milligrams in turnip greens. 
this is one of the the principles that I really think people ought to know about, which is that, you know, people will hear things like, oh, you get a lot of folate from this or that or the other thing. Well, if you look at, say, turnip greens and lettuce, first of all, there's wildly different quantities of uh, uh, calcium in these foods. Secondly, there's wildly different levels of folate in these foods. Look at how much folate is in the turnip greens and look at how little is in the romaine lettuce. These are things that people ne never cover, never understand, and never get taught. And it sets them up for failure because they're really, um, they get focused on the wrong thing and they think they have all their bases covered, but they don't. And that's what the, uh, the power of the coaching programs that we have is. What, what percentage of patients that you've seen that you have found actually need a specific calcium supplement. I, it, I'm under the impression that most people need all the supporting elements to calcium. They don't actually really need the calcium itself. So yes, I have found very few people truly need a calcium supplement. What I will say though, is as I'm getting more and more interested in hair tissue mineral analysis and reading that literature and how, uh, Dr. Eck, basically, um, how he, what, pro, what uh, protocols he used to balance people's minerals. What I'm finding is that he found that calcium was helpful in certain cases. So he included it in some of his formulations. But you have to understand that mineral balancing by HTMA is very, very different than what most practitioners are using. I've found it to be incredibly helpful and that's why I'm now using it more and more in my practice, as well as being much more practical than a lot of the testing I was doing uh, before, which was frankly very cumbersome in a lot of cases. So Jim asked if there's a difference between raw milk and normal milk in terms of the calcium. So in terms of the absolute calcium content, no, calcium is not reduced in the, in the raw versus normal milk uh, by the pasteurization uh, process. But uh, we have to ask questions about absorption and bioavailability whenever we consider processing a food, I've seen people talk about the calcium becoming bioavailable in pasteurized milk. I've never seen anyone document that. If you go back and you look at Price Pottinger's work, I shouldn't say Price Pottinger's, Francis Marion Pottinger's work in cats, and that's Pottinger's cats for people who haven't read the book. Uh, what the, he found was that animals uh, did best on raw milk and raw meat diets which might explain why the Maasai do so well, despite the fact that, you know, according to many people, it's a very unhealthy uh, diet. Of course, there's many, many other factors there as well. For example, you know, do the, um, you know, the Maasai might take like, the, you know, over 20,000 steps in a day because they're a hunter-gatherer tribe. So, and they're outside in strong equatorial sun all day, you know, practically barefoot. And they're so, not doing they're not doing hit classes. Right, exactly. So another question we're, we're getting in the comments is what about K2? So I think it's reasonable to combine K2 with vitamin D. The thing about K2 is that it's, if anything, a bit player and not a main actor. And if you're eating a wide enough variety of foods, you shouldn't have a problem with K2. Uh, if you feel like hedging your bets and buying vitamin D with K2, perfectly reasonable it's not any more expensive really but you know you're getting a lot of k2 from many different sources organ meats hard cheeses 
uh, and you know, I don't know if we really truly need uh, excessive quantities of it that you get from supplementation. I do think that if somebody had severe calcification, I would advise them to use it because it does have a lot of biochemically, it's very powerful in helping the body to not calcify in a pathological way. So Jim, any other thoughts on calcium? I think that about covers it from my perspective. Well, I, I agree. Um, you did a great job with that and keeping Thank it you. simple. Um, I just think like most things that the mainstream uh, over magnifies, it's, there's definitely been too big of an emphasis put on calcium and, and not compared to other micronutrients and not enough emphasis on, on the others. Like I think it, you don't hear people talking about magnesium or, you know, even like vitamin D, like it, people, you don't hear people, the noise on calcium is much louder than it is on like magnesium and vitamin D. And it's, it's rather frustrating because most people, I think, in my opinion, are, you know, most people are probably eating dairy and, and doing things like that. And most people are extremely deficient in other things other than calcium, but they keep ramming this calcium down your throat. Like you need more calcium, you need more calcium, you need more calcium. So. Right. No, I agree. It's a big problem. And again, it goes back to the milk lobby. They wanted to create a much higher demand for milk. And so they, they inflated the calcium requirements to such that everyone would be calcium deficient. At least it would look calcium deficient in their diet if they didn't consume huge quantities of dairy. Yeah. So yeah, and you add insulin resistance and tons and tons of a refined starch and a high calcium diet and you end up with no fun. That's right. It's bad news. You know, and that's one thing about the, uh, you know, it's one thing about the difference between expert opinions and real world realities. You know, Jim and I specialize in real world realities and it's what we help people understand because there's so much out there, you know, calcium being inflated and it's requirement by the dairy industry is just the tip of the spear. You know, we see people who are overdosing on every kind of supplement. We see people who are underdosing on every kind of nutrient. And it's only when we have time with them in coaching programs that we can actually get to the bottom of what's you know, troubling them uh, or in my annual plans at practice that also includes some group coaching. So, well, and the thing is too, like there's so much information, like obviously we're not the only people out here that are, have, there's hundreds of thousands of right. podcasts. There's hundreds of thousands of people you can follow that are all giving you different noise. But how many people are actually taking action on a few simple things? I mean, you know, we'll get on a call and, and I'll be walking somebody through some things. They're like, I know that. I know yeah. that. I know that. I know that. I know that. But then it's like, OK, stop. And how many of those are you actually doing? And the number of people that are actually doing the basic things that are going to get them results over the long haul are few and far between. Mm -hmm. the same thing with business. Like there's no secrets. Everybody you know, you can go online and find all the things. That's right. Um, but how many people are actually doing the things on a consistent basis, year after year, day after day? And that's where most people just, they, they go wrong because they just don't do the bare bones basics um, at, at consistently long enough. And then they get frustrated and they're looking for, and that's where all the marketers come in to sell them the, you know, the, the magic pill. The twelve-week fast fat blast, or the right. you know lose this or in the stem cells. And or one the, of the yeah. biggest problems with people's mindset about this is that they equate the um, 
the price with the value. And that is insane. You know, I've seen you help people uh, change, say, their ribcage pel pel rib position and transform their ability to do an exercise so that all of a sudden they're not having joint pain. Right. I've seen you change things about people's alignment in ways where all of a sudden they were moving differently, moving better. And they may not realize it might have only taken five minutes, might have only taken you know, three minutes. But the reality is you may have saved them a joint replacement. You may have saved them a labral tear. You may have saved them a surgery. And it's, it, it, I'll never forget a conversation I had once with a, a patient early on when I was doing free calls to introductory calls to, to explain to people what I did and how I did it. And this guy was telling me about his knee pain. And he said, I spent 5,000 on stem cells, you know, last year. And I said, oh, okay, did, how did it work? He said, well, it worked for about three to four months. And I said, okay, and now your pain's back. I said, well, what's going on with your weight? What's going on with your, you know, your exercise? And he's like, yeah, I'm really overweight. I need to lose weight. I know I need to lose weight. I said, well, what are you doing about it? He says, well, tried this and tried that and tried this other thing. And I said, okay, well, listen, I'm happy to help you figure out what you're doing wrong. My initial visit at the time was like 250 for an hour. It got up to 585. It still is 585 actually. And he says, well, that's expensive. And I'm thinking to myself, I know I can help this guy lose the weight that's giving him the knee pain. And he thinks that the consult is not worth the 585 when he already, or 250 at the time, when he already spent 5K on the stem cell procedure. And it you didn't work. And it didn't work. Got to be really mindful of how you think about the value of the care you get. Because what you're going to do, and I've seen this over and over again. Everyone I, well, I hate to say this, but most people I know who, who are running a really hyper successful clinic, they're marketing it based on one or two procedures. And I have no problem with that for the record, but people will come to me after they've seen them and we get better results in many cases because instead of chasing procedures and supplements and things like that, we actually dial in the fundamentals and then your body's natural healing capacity comes online and you get better. You heard the story of the guy, they had a, like it was a boat, like a huge massive boat yeah and they're having engine issues and they, they they had to get going or whatever and and they hired this guy who had been in the business for like 35 years and he comes right. in he's he's got this toolkit he walks around he listens to a few things and he like taps this engine like with a hammer mm -hmm. in one place and all of a sudden the engine like everything it works hurts, well, right and then he gives them a bill for like you know like $20,000 or something. And, the, and they're like, what are you talking about? All you did was this. And he's like, well, I had to have the experience to know that's what needed to happen. Right. Right. And, and I'll, I'll say this, if you're watching this, if you understand this one concept and in this one concept bleeds over into all aspects of health, options are the key. When you lose options, when you lose options in your breathing, when you lose variability in the way you can move your body, when you, you, when you lose the ability to be metabolically flexible, when you lose the ability to be variable in your blood pressure, that's when you get in trouble, okay? So you always have to have options and that's what leads to health and resilience. If you don't have flexibility in your metabolism, if you don't have flexibility in your breathing and your movement, if you don't have flexibility in your blood pressure, you are in trouble. That's right. That's right. You guys have yourself a great day. Dr. Stillman's got two other things today. He's got his master class this afternoon. Can you remember what the topic was? I can't remember off the top. Of my head. No, I cannot remember. The but it's at, it's at three o'clock. It's there in the link in the list. 
and then he's got his his uh, copper peptide thing this evening. Um, and then of course in the list, you mean it's already available over on YouTube. You can set a reminder, right? That is correct. If you go to like live list, or if you go to, uh, you just go to the lot where you click on Dr. Stillman or my page and you hit live, or if you come to the front page, it'll have future things on the front page. And then you can just click the little reminders that send you a little notification as soon as you go live. And we've got, we're, I've scheduled all of the lives we're doing and all the lives Dr. Stillman is doing for the next month. So I'm doing that so that you guys can go in there and go, well, I like that topic or that's a good topic, you know, and you can click all those things. Right. Uh, and of course, if you want to, if you want to work with us on the medical side of things, go in and uh, check out, you know, opt into the annual plans. We also have executive wellness. And then if, then that's more of a, a customized tailored thing for you. And then if you want to check out the coaching side of things, you can just go to Stillman MD or Stillman Wellness, I'm sorry, stillmanwellness.com, and there'll be a pop-up, and then you can also check out the Fundamentals of Wellness. So. That's right. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. We hope to see you on a coaching call soon. Take care.